Hello, and welcome back to the Keeping It Together podcast. I'm Sabrina. And I'm Alyssa. And Happy New Year, you guys. Happy New Year. That's the, right. By yeah. the time this episode comes out, this is this is one of the benefits of recording before a big event, is that we can be like, yo, Happy New Year, even though it's not the New Year yet. We time traveled. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We're speaking to you from 2018. Well, Happy New Year to you guys. We're excited to be here with you in the new year. We have a lot of really good things in store for 2019, and we're excited to be keeping it together with y'all. Oh my God, I'm so ready for 2019. I am more than ready. 2018 only has like... 2018 was a, shit a day show. and a half left, but I'm like so ready to get through that day. And a half. I'm ready to be living when this episode comes out on Wednesday, even though I'll be back to work. I'm yeah. not looking forward to go back to work, but I'm excited for the new year. Okay. No, actually, I was talking to my friends the other day about this um, whole like, oh, 2018 was the shit show of year, yada, yada, yada. But honestly, like, I don't think it was that much of a shit show. It wasn't show. that much of a shit show there as were like, we're making it things, out to be. There were a lot of things that went wrong, but there were also a lot of things that went right. Yeah. And honestly, like when I when I analyzed the things that did go wrong, things could have been a hell of a lot worse. True. So I would I would maybe classify 2018 as just like a rough year. Like there were more, mm-hmm. uh, it seemed like there were more bad things that happened than good. Mm-hmm. Um, But the bad things that happened, they weren't terrible. Yeah, or they were on the same level as those good things, so they kind of canceled each other out. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's uh, human psychology mm-hmm. um, that we remember terrible things first always for good things for some oh, yeah. odd reason they stick out in our mind for sure because we want to associate an extreme memory to or extreme feeling to something and mm-hmm. it's a lot easier for us to default to be angry and upset than it is to just be happy and let it go it takes a lot of strength and a lot of respect to always default to something positive or just neutral mm-hmm. or just have no feeling about it. Yeah. I mean, 2018, I have a lot of feelings. I'm glad it's <sighs> fucking Same. over. There's so many good things coming ahead this year. Going to Italy. I can't wait to go to Italy. You're going to Italy? Going to Italy. When? October. Without me? Would you like to come? Oh my God, baby. <laughs> You can come meet me in Italy. But there's like a lot of really good things. I know we're really excited about it. We're excited about the direction of this show. We have a lot of new things for you guys, especially in specifically in this episode and, and all the episodes to come. But before we get into it, I've had a lot of people ask me recently over the last couple of weeks how we record, how we got started into this. And I really don't think we'd be possible without Gotham. We love you guys. Oh, heck no. We tried to do the whole recording on our own thing for like our first five episodes. And if you go in the archive and listen, you can just tell it's a shit show. <laughs> it sounds awful. It's, it's we're like, so rough. We're sitting on a, like a couch and we're sharing one microphone. Because the mic box was broken. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't process two microphones, even though we had two microphones. Even though we did. But now <sighs> we have the chance to come into a studio with amazing stuff. Staff. They have great equipment, and it's just nice to come in here, do our thing with no stress, no nothing. So thanks, yeah. guys, and thanks, Miles. We see you. We appreciate <laughs> thanks, you. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Also, too, it's nice um, to travel out of the area it that is. we live in. Like, it is. Don't get me wrong. I, I love the area that we live in, but it's it's nice to go downtown and like have get to other parts of, of the city. Yeah. yeah. So if you guys are looking for a podcast studio in the city, for those who have reached out to me, who've reached out um, to the podcast, please, please, please check out Gotham. Um, they're great. And, and even if you're not in the area or live here and you're going to be in the area looking to record, they're a great studio to do that as well. So yeah, we love you guys. Thank 10 you. Out of, 10 out of 10. Definitely recommend. recommend. 
Ooh, that was good. That was good. That was tight. All right, Sabrina. We're going into 2019 with that same sponsor from 2018. Oh, heck yeah, we are. Tell the listeners what they want to hear. All right, y'all. We are sponsored by Muslim Backpacks. Woo-woo. You can go ahead and get yourself a nice Muslim Backpack for 20% off with our discount code, keeping it together. And I will say that these backpacks are awesome. I used it to go home over Christmas, mm-hmm. and the amount of crap that I was able to fit in this book bag. And we have the small bags. We don't even we have, have the, the other small. size. And I, I I, came back to New York with more than what I left with. Right. Um, and so I had to like shove things into the backpack because my suitcase was going over the weight limit to be checked on. And it was just like my my uh, backpack was like a clown car. I know my was <laughs> so bad. There was like so much going on with it. And I'm so glad I brought this bag home with me to Florida because I had to pick up some stuff from home and just sh- like shove it all in there. And it was a whole thing. And so I was so glad I had this one. And I want to get a large size now, too. Yeah, I, I want to get too. the second one, maybe a different style. We have the Caribbean print. I think I want to get a black one. Ooh, a black one would be nice. Match missile. Well, anyways, you can, if you go on their website and check out any of their backpacks, you can use the promo code keeping it together, like Sabrina mentioned, for 20% off your purchase. Not only does it help fund this incredible company and you're getting a really, really great backpack, but you're funding our podcast. Yes, we benefit if you use the discount code, guys. Help each other out. 2019 is about helping each other out, so let's help each other out. We are helping you help us. To help you to help with you. your travel needs. You're welcome. Anyways, moving <laughs> uh, Before we get into the topic, we naturally have a treat of the week. I'm really excited about this one. I'm obsessed with this place. We have Juice Press. We've, we've done Press Juicery before, and I love them. But what I really love about Juice Press is that they have smoothies. And I'm a huge smoothie person, but these smoothies are just packed with antioxidants and fruits and protein and so many other really good things for you and your body. We have an advanced berry blend. We also have the fountain of youth and they're just really great if you want instead of a really big meal. What? Why are you making that face? I didn't realize I picked the fountain of youth. Yeah, you did. I honest to God, when I picked my flavor today, guys, I just saw that the label said protein on it. And I was like, fitness junkie. Give me the one with protein. Um, We also have (laughs) a rehab shot. I feel like the holidays make me eat a lot and drink a lot and whatnot. And these are great to just help me kind of get my body back and balanced and make me feel better. Okay. I definitely need this because uh, (laughs) Sunday, Sunday, my. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I, like, ate myself to capacity. Mm. I did not take any of my advice, guys. Like, mm. I went off the don't. deep end. Hopefully, I helped you. I did not help myself. As they say, you are your own worst enemy. Yes. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. So, we're going to take these shots and let you know however the can this Can this, this shot is... fix, like, my whole life? Like, maybe, like, 10%. Ugh. So these are, this is straight ginger, lemon, and cayenne. It's a raw juice blend. There are no extra preservatives within this. It's just those, which is great. And why I like them. All right, guys. don't have that hidden shit. It's kosher. There's no GMOs. Mm -hmm. It's It's organic. BPA free. Mm -hmm. Oh, look at all this stuff. All right. shot. Healthy. It's a healthy shot. Bring it in 2019. 2019. Let's go. Cheers. Mmm. Oh my Ooh. god. Oh, that was spicy. Oh, that's a lot of lemon. Oh. 
Mm. Oh, there was a lot of lemon and a lot of cayenne in the oh. mixture. <laughs> it's so good, but it's so bad. Oh. I could like Ooh. feel the shot burning away all my Ooh. bad choices. Oh, heck yeah. My mouth is still a little on fire. A little bit, but you know what? It's 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 a good it's a good burn, it's guys. Fine, everything is fine. Ah, uh, oh wow. Honestly, I feel like that's gonna jumpstart my metabolism for the day. I hope it does for mine. Honestly, <laughs> I really do. Well, let's just start diving into it. On the theme of this new year, we're talking New Year's resolutions because I couldn't think of a better thing to talk about. I mean, it makes sense though. It does. And and I've always wondered kind of where this idea of these resolutions have came from. So I did some research to kind of figure this out because there is nothing that always starts as a Hallmark thing or like a big media thing. There's always some deep root yeah. uh, meaning to it and how it actually began. So 4,000 years ago, I've done so much research on this that oh. I feel like I'm an expert on this now. 4,000 years ago, the Babylonians were making different promises to their gods at the start of each year. And a lot of it would be they would be returning borrowed objects or paying their debts or doing something to honor these gods. Um, so when they were doing it, they were holding a celebration in honor of the new year the day before. Ah, oh, great. There's an ad on this article. Oh, oh man. That was good. <laughs> anyway, so what they would do is they would hold a huge celebration and a huge ceremony the day before the new year. Hence, New Year's Eve. And they would stay up until the sun would come up for the new year because they believed that it wasn't the new year until the sun came up the next year. And during this day specifically, there was also a 12-day religious festival known as Akitu, which was the Babylonians' um, king or and how they, um, re, they, it's how they crowned a new king and how they showed their loyalty to this new king. And by doing so, they would make promises to the new king and to their various gods. It's kind of where a lot of the pagan gods came from. And so it died down around like the early BCs, so like 46 BCs, so like right when the Romans were at the heat of their prime. And it stayed really, really in in the in the East, um, in Eastern Europe and in a lot of these Eastern European countries. It wasn't until about the Great Depression that Americans were forming true substantial New Year's resolutions naturally who saw a market in this the advertising industry <laughs> my industry <laughs> it's a great industry but it's true and so what started as this super religious tradition has now evolved into so many different things making these promises making these goals um something that is to better ourselves so wait so we like died down for a while between 46 bc and the great depression we weren't really making a big deal about the new year people were but it wasn't they were all religious um type of resolutions and people were doing them obviously in the 1800s and whatnot but they weren't let me quit smoking this year that's gonna be my resolution uh, they were all had, they all had a huge religious base not all of them had these other bases of, I want to get healthy. I want to quit smoking. I want to take up a new skill or something. Yeah. There was always some other meaning tied to it other than just bettering yourself. So a lot of them were like, I'm going to take this year, my resolutions, I'm going to become a priest and I'm going to sacrifice my life for the church, which is a phenomenal resolution for some people. But again, they were these huge religious ones and none of them had a self 
um, a self-purpose because originally they were seen as selfish and that negative connotation is selfish. Uh, that's crazy that it has, um, yep, you know, been what it is now for only like about like our, our grandparents' lifespan. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, it used to be super secular, and now it's completely taken that component out of it. And now everywhere across, everyone across the world does it. And it's incredible to see how this transpired for 4,000 years and to think that this has been going on for 4,000 years without it really even being what's considered a Hallmark holiday. Even though there are a lot of big things for New Year celebrations and having a huge party, the hats, the... The kazoos, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Those well, like, I feel oh, like those things. New Year's is not like a like a gift giving kind of holiday because I feel like when I think Hallmark holiday, I think of all the holidays that you like give somebody a gift for, right? You know, and with the New Year, you're not really giving anybody a gift, right? You're more just kind of it's it. Yeah. Wait. That okay? Yeah. That was good. That was really good. <laughs> but you're right. A lot of times people think of these Hallmark holidays are I have to give a card or I have to give a present or I have to give something material. What I personally love about New Year's and the resolutions are that they are non-material things. Everything that you're doing is something to not just better yourself, but hopefully to better the people around you type of a thing. And it's nice that there's this big change of let me give all these material things to everybody Christmas to now, how can I better myself? What can I do in this new year to make me a better person? Or at least that's the new connotation that I have probably from the last like four or five years now. That's the way I've been approaching New Year's. I've, I've gotten more into meditation and into yoga and things like that, where I've changed my mindset to believe, okay, what can I do in this new year to better myself and better the ones around me? Yeah. Do you think though, like what do you think these meanings have changed? Throughout the years, though, like what what were yours when you were younger? Did you have any? I don't think I had any when I was younger. Honestly, really? like, I didn't. I mean, I haven't really done a resolution in, in general. When I think about it, like I haven't really been serious about a resolution like ever. Well, yeah, I mean, most people aren't. I have more facts on that note about 80 percent of people who set a New Year's resolution by February 1. They've completely broken it. Oh, that's usually how it goes. I didn't know it was that high. I never thought it was going to be that high. I mean, the biggest example um, of seeing that in action is, unfortunately, when people make the decision to, um, you know, lose weight, get healthy and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, like, I, I've seen it all the time. Well, the biggest problem is people dive right into it. They don't do the slow progression. No. It's all about the slow progression to train yourself and to form a habit. Yeah, they they start all out. It's a crash course. Um, it shocks the body, and they're like, "Whoa, this is not something that I'm I, I I'm used to. I signed up for." Right. Um, and they'll bail out most of the time. Mm -hmm. It's insane, you know. And people, there's another couple of stats here that thirty seven point eight percent of people in their twenties, um reported that they actually achieved the resolution every year, which I find really high. I don't think I don't know if I believe that. Again, this is just in the US, but that's a really high number compared to the eighty percent of people um who who failed um last year by February one. That number fluctuates, but that's always the average. But these are people who achieve it every year. 
So it's it's so yeah it's it's a low number that achieve it and I think no no, no I thought it was gonna be lower oh you thought it was gonna be lower. I thought it was gonna be like ten percent because that's also people uh, in their twenties that's people our age I mean I think maybe people uh, our age are setting resolutions that are a little bit more like attainable I don't know simpler ones maybe I don't know I really don't know. Because a lot of them are usually the same. Because I feel like the people who fail their resolution, it's either something that is like too, like too hard, or like right, like I guess too shocking to their life. You don't have a plan change. of how you're gonna do it. Yeah, that the too. one year I made. Well, there were two years I made two of my resolutions. One of them was figure skating based, naturally, because um, I was a figure skater back in the day. And then another was school based. But I had plans of how I was gonna do that. My one goal in figure skating was that I wanted to get a double loop. I really, really wanted this double loop, which is not an easy jump. It's um, it's not a very, it, it's not a very difficult jump, but it's definitely not on the easier side of doubles. Um, and I set a plan for like three months of how I was going to train myself to do it. And because I had those steps in front of me, I was able to do it, and I did it in competition. You know, so that I was training myself of how to do that. In school, I really wanted two degrees. And I did what I had to do to get two degrees that year. And that was the year when I, I went to Peru. I lived in Peru and I was told all these different credits. I had to get like 20 extra credits in a semester. And so I was in like, I remember that I was in that 22 was credits my final semester of my senior year so I could get my two degrees. It was insane. It was awful. It was like one of the worst semesters of my life. But my thing was I did it and I, I made a plan to do it even despite everything that was coming at me. I think you have to kind of have a set plan and not just like a bigger ideal if you really want to make a resolution and stick to it. It's like with any goal in life. Yeah, I mean, that makes total sense. You have to go in with a plan because if you don't go in with a plan, you're going to get lost. Right. You're going to get real lost along the way. I mean, if you went into uh, something without a plan, like if you went into a workout without a plan, of like what you were going to do. Oh, my God. I would get past. I would get through one movement and be like, hang up. Like, what, like what? hang up? Like, what would I do? You know what I mean? It comes down. To, I think resolutions aren't even necessarily about anymore sticking to the goal. It's more like, can you make a goal and plan it and manage your time well and understand how to prioritize? I feel like that's another problem that people have is like prioritizing everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, most people have. I still have this problem. I'm getting better at it. I have my, my days. I've definitely been a lot better than I have been in the last three years. Because at some point I just said, I don't need to give a fuck about everything in my life. There are only certain things that really do matter to me. Back then, Not even back in the day, I still am. I'm, a, I'm what's called a yes person. I don't like to say no. That's me too. And that's my huge problem with all of this is that I don't want to miss something. I don't want to miss out on something. The whole FOMO thing. And then I end up stressing myself out so much where I don't even get done what I want to get done. And that's my issue with this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like a whole thing. If if we don't know how to prioritize our lives or even a simple goal, we won't be able to ever prioritize our lives. And that's how a lot of people go on these downward spirals. Or at least I think they do. You know? Yeah. Like if you didn't prioritize all you have so many different jobs. <laughs> you obviously have to prioritize one of them over the rest. It yeah. does on not every day, but like some days. Yeah, some some days like a job will take more precedence um than the other. Just depending on what job I'm working that day, because uh, most days I do work both my jobs. But I guess technically with the one job, it's 
actually two jobs in right. one. It, it's uh, it's a lot at once. I'm not even going to go into explaining anymore. But regardless, <laughs> there's so much you have going on in your life. You have to learn how to prioritize. What would you say are the ways you deal with that? I go to work. I mean, like, I don't know exactly what you're asking me here. Your personal stuff too. It's a mix of like work and personal. Your whole damn day. My whole damn day. All right. Well, usually it's uh, getting up at five a.m. and going to job one. Do you use a calendar at all to keep yourself organized? I do use a planner. Yes, Um, especially now that like I have like clients and stuff. Mm -hmm. I have to. I have to mark down on my calendar like when I'm meeting with them and put down on my planner. Okay. Uh, you know, confirm with them at this time and then follow up with them on this day. Right. So that has, oh my God, that's helped me out so much with personal training for sure. Do you use a written planner, like a digital one? A, I, writ- a written one. But sometimes I will set reminders in my phone for certain things that I need, like alerted. See, I can't do those written ones because I'll forget it when I go places. Sometimes I forget it because I'm still getting into the habit of using it, mm-hmm. but it's it's been it's been very handy Um, just because sometimes when like a plan is set, um, other things get in the way and the plan gets canceled, I guess. So it's it's easier just to cross it out, I guess. Yeah, I used to use one in college when, like, papers and stuff were due. But I would have a backpack with me all the time, whereas now I don't always do. Oh, see, I have a backpack with me all the time. I, I do. It's like I do and I don't now. Like, I take a really small one to work that keeps my work laptop in there and, like, my things for work. But I don't have time to, like, be going back and forth to my planner. Like, props to people that, that have that, like, that can do that. I can't. I'm like... Because I'll forget if I don't put it in my phone. Like, I'll forget right away. Yeah. That's my problem. I'm very, I can be very forgetful. If it's not, like, written down in my phone or a post-it note stuck to my fucking forehead, like, I'll forget it. I will agree with you there. Honestly, you sending me Google invites for these podcast recordings have saved my life. I know. It's a thing, though. (laughs) It's the only way I remember because it tells me the day before and then it tells me 30 minutes before we go to record. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the only way I, I personally can can do it. My phone will tell me when to leave in time with, like, the traffic. Like, how long it's going to take Ooh, me to get that's here. that's the new iPhone Ooh. thing. That's a good shit. You know what I always find interesting? When people have those really big, massive whiteboard calendars on a wall, and they have all their plans in there. And I'm like, how? Like, that stresses me out. Oh, I had that in college for, like, a short period of time. I feel like everybody in college had one, though. Because you wanted your dorm room to look super cute. And super trendy. <laughs> you did, though. It's true. It but really I couldn't, I can't do that. I don't know how people do it in their, like, real world life. Like, their adult life. I don't even think I have room in my apartment for a calendar like that. Hell no. That's the other thing. Fucking space. It's a whole thing. But... Do you have any resolutions for this year? Are there things like you're looking to do more? Uh, well, I mentioned it when like, I like w- came in here. Um, I need to cut back on how much I eat Chipotle. First of all, that is super important because I think it's uh, affecting me, like my health, because I've been eating it so much. Really? Um, well, I think just in general, the sodium in my diet. Um, and I, unfortunately, Chipotle does have like a good chunk of sodium any in of it. those. But a lot Fast of a lot of eating out, service. yeah. I think okay if I'm gonna generalize it into like a bigger resolution, because then I mean it'll be beneficial for me either way. I need to stop um, getting like quick food or like eating out with my schedule because I work these weird hours. It's not yeah. the easiest for me to cook, so I'll go and I'll try to find these healthier options. 
Uh, but it's kind of breaking a, a hole in my wallet. It, and it then is also, for me too. too, when you go and you buy food from other places, you don't know exactly like what's going in it. It could have a lot of sodium in it. Like, for example, like Chipotle is one of the healthier fast food places out there, depending Which on what you get. My mind. Um, but it does have like a high content of sodium, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, I would, I would say that that is a big one that I need to, you know, get Fun myself fact. to cook more. Fun fact, juice press has a very low sodium count, 10 milligrams. Oh, heck yeah. Hey, just wanted to throw that out there. But you're right. There's a lot of things out there that we don't know what we're actually putting into our bodies, mm-hmm. especially the ones that are not necessarily evaluated by the food, by the FDA. And that's what's really, really, really tough is like, how much of that stuff can we actually put in our bodies without it being super harmful or addictive or or something like that? I personally get very cautious about yeah. it. And I get cautious about any of those quick service restaurants. Well, now I'm getting more cautious. I guess just for specifically sodium because there's a lot of sodium in like eat out food. Mm-hmm. And when I went home over Christmas, I went to Sam's Club and I put my arm in like that blood pressure machine because mm-hmm. I had gone to the doctor back in October and they were like, oh, your blood pressure is a little high. And I just got done working out. So I just kind of figured it was from that. So Which more than likely it was. It was. I think probably maybe then. I don't know. But when I went to through the blood pressure machine twice mind you it like was high and there Those was nothing going on i mean though because it's still sam's club but regardless there was a high number and that's something to and, be concerned about yeah especially for me because i'm used to having like a like a good a good blood pressure so like i'm 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 genuinely concerned about this yeah it's tough it's tough because you never like that's something that it does develop when we're younger and sometimes we don't see those side effects until we're 50, 60 years old because we've had years of all of this blocking up arteries and causing a lot of blood pressure issues and cause, causing a lot of other internal issues that can really harm our futures and really hinder us from having a full life. And it should you say we have to kind of take care of it now because yeah. if we don't take care of it now – we're going to have all these issues and take care of it towards the end. And that's not right. I want to, I personally want to live a healthy, long, full life. And if I can take, if we can take care of these issues now mm-hmm. and, or at least start to not fully like solve the issue or whatever, but at least start just simply cutting back. I mean, one of my things is I'm doing no seamless January and no oh, yeah, grub January. About that. Yeah. I'm not going to order out, um, anything at all even during the week if i do decide to go out to a restaurant i am um, i've only decided we're going i'm going out twice only twice solid so every other meal i'm gonna have to have at home during the week is fine like monday through friday i'm not concerned i'm concerned about the weekends yeah that's gonna be the tough part my boyfriend's doing it with me too so now i can just like yell at him when i get really like hangry and i don't have anything at home and i have to go out and go do something. I mean, for me, it's nice because I have a fourth floor walk up. So it's yeah. putting a little extra steps in my day. True. Because sometimes I like to order from around the corner because I'm really lazy. <laughs> There's this ice cream shop. I'm not going to lie. It's a $22 minimum, but it's fucking amazing. It's Sedudo's, um on 78th and 1st. It's close by where I live. Yeah, I know. I recognize. Seriously, you don't walk to there? No. No, because now it's cold. Actually, you know what? I can't even give you crap for this. Chipotle's had free delivery since for like uh, for a few weeks now. And Chipotle's maybe only two blocks from my apartment where I ordered from. And, and that's the thing. Then they have these minimums. Like I paid $22 for ice cream. 
just so I can get probably the one scoop that I want delivered to me. And I got to buy this all, all this other shit. And then when I get it, I eat it. And then I feel like shit. And it's just not a good cycle. It's this really, really bad cycle. And I, I want to break it. So my goal is no seamless January. And then I want to see how I do the rest of the year. If it's yeah. maybe ordering out, like ordering in one night during the month, that's not as bad as me doing it multiple times a week. Yeah. I would say to add on to yours, um, I am going to do like sober January and yeah. possibly take that all the way through, um, through the open as well. Really? Uh, well, I was talking to some of my CrossFit friends about it and they're like, why don't you just try and pull it all the way through to, um, to, through the open, which if you guys, uh, if you guys don't follow CrossFit, the open ends like, I think like halfway March through March, like beginning March, uh, halfway through. At um, least the first five wads do. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, when you think about it, um, what's, what's like another month once you already go through a month? And mm-hmm. I mean, so for me, I'm not saying this because I was, uh, I'm like an alcoholic or something like that. No, it's just, I don't know what the heck happened, but like fall hit, there was just a bunch of stuff going on and I felt like I was just drinking like, a lot, not even just a lot in one sitting. Like I would have like maybe one or two like glasses of wine at dinner or something like that. And I would feel kind of crappy mm-hmm. about myself. And then also too, I would get upset with myself because alcohol does affect um, it's a depressant. The, the recovery process, like from working out and stuff like that. And it's also unnecessary calories. And then if you do have those nights where you drink a little bit too much um you end up ordering like greasy food and then there's calories in that and i feel like yeah with all of my training going on and like how focused i am in that i feel like i'm cheating myself by you know it's not to say after the open you have to restrict yourself completely but it's testing your limits and seeing how far you can push yourself yeah and my thing is too if you i've always said with resolutions if you break it once that's okay get back on track the next day yeah you know what i mean so it's like we can't beat ourselves down if we make one little mistake. It's like, okay, next day, I'm not going to do it again. Yeah. Because you know? I know I might have moments where I order something online yeah. and it's going to be bad. But I know as long as I don't do it the next day and I continue it for that, then I know I can do it. Yeah. We're human. We are going to yeah. make mistakes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And it's and all I mean, about pushing our limits. I don't know if anybody's listening to this right now and they're like, oh, she's a trainer and she drinks and she eats food. I'm human, guys. We, we're all we, human. We're all you human. still look great though. Um, you just want to feel a little bit better. Yes. Um, yeah, I just, I just want to feel better about myself and be, I guess, a better example to the people that I'm training as well. You know? Um, so I'm actually kind of excited about this. I'm going to save good, um, good amounts of money. Yeah. Um, by not buying alcohol, I'm probably going to get much more sleep. Um, on the weekends at least. My thing is when um, I drink, I can't even sleep. And and every my my aunts told me this before. When you drink alcohol, you're actually prone to sleep less. I could see that. Uh, I mean, I still sleep, but I'm not saying it's like good sleep. It's definitely not good sleep. Um, but definitely yeah, not good sleep. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm I'm very excited, and I I I see myself probably taking this all the way through to the open. And I mean, it's cold outside. I don't want to go outside anyways. Yeah, I don't want to go outside with my coats and go drinking at bars. Yeah, like, I mean, maybe, maybe like if one night in like February, there's like a girls' night in and we do wine. That's cool. I'm and here that, for that's it. like yeah. one night, you know? That's one night. And also, too, if you're having like a girls' night in, it's usually just one glass. I personally am saying 2019 is save that money 2019. Heck yeah. Well, I'm moving. Well, we're moving. We're moving we're in moving together. We're moving in together. 
it's going to be a shit show. I'm going I'm to Italy. I have all these things that I want to do. I want to pay off a lot of my debts. Like, I really want to take control back of my, my finances. I feel like my first two years in New York were just kind of, like, figuring it out. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. still figuring it out, but now I'm figuring it out in debt. And, like, that's not fun. Like, that just makes it really shitty. And I know there's so many other people out there, too, probably in the same place that I am, where we're figuring it out. Now we're figuring it out in debt. And we're going through this cycle, and it's like, I need to break the cycle now. Because mm-hmm. if I don't break it now, I'm never going to break it. Yeah. I'm going to be 25 next year. You know, I want to start actually having a little bit better control of my life. Not complete control. I'm not there yet. Mm-mm. Yeah. That'll be like mid-30s, let's be real. But, like, for now, I want to at least try and start making a distinct change with all of that. Whether that's, you know, obviously cutting back down on on what I'm ordering out, buying a lot of my own food and cooking it myself, knowing where it's coming from and just really taking control back of my life. That's a huge thing. A lot of people don't look at it. It's like, how can we take control back over our lives? You know what I want this year? If we're, if we're going to talk about financials, I want to make enough money this year to be able to like start confidently putting money away yep. for a 401k. Mm. I don't have one set up yet just because of the field that I'm in. Like yep. they don't, they don't set one up for you. Um, and the sooner I start, you know, mm-hmm. the better, obviously. See, the only good thing about me working in my field is that we get it deducted from our paycheck, every paycheck. Like, I personally, I've always been told put 6% away. It fucking kills me. Then I see that being gone from my paychecks. I'm like, that's 6%. You know what? But no, now, well, is, don't, don't they take that away before pre-tax. taxes? Though? That, so that that's good. So they're not taking away as much. Still. Still, though, it, it does kind of suck. But also, at the end of the day, I looked recently at what it was after two years, and I was like, shit, okay. Well, it's a good feeling knowing you have a little bit of a backup plan. Mm-hmm. And that's a really good goal to have in mind. A lot of people our age don't think about that stuff. So speaking of 401k, I I was talking to it, uh, talking about it with my parents when I went home for Christmas. And I don't know why I always thought this, but like I thought that for your 401k, you'd have to save $401,000 like for your retirement. And you were going to save $401,000. I honestly God thought that, that was the goal. Oh my God. Um, and then my, and then my dad's like, I don't even have half of that in mind. And my dad's already retired. So like, cool. I was like, I was like, Oh God. Okay. Um, sweet. Um, so I, I I feel pretty stupid, but I honest to God, that shit's good. So it's it's the damn K on the end. What does the K stand for? What does the four hundred one stand for? I didn't actually Google search it after I found out that I was an idiot. Um, because I'm still kind of mad that I was an idiot about this. Mm, it happens. I need I need enlightened guys. It's just the type of savings plan that you have. Like, there's so many different ones out there. It's just the specific type of savings plan. Oh. I don't don't ask me what it exactly means, but there are multiple different retirement plans that you can get. 401k is the most popular option. Okay, why don't they teach me this in school? They never teach you this they stuff in college. They don't teach me this. They Maybe ne- I wouldn't be an idiot right now. Like I It's a whole thing. I'm going to see if I can Yep. So, in the US, a 401k plan is the tax qualified defined contribution pension account defined in subsection 401k of the Internal Revenue Code. So you can have 403b, 401a. There's so many different things. All right. Well, there you go. There's another employee, a employer provided one, the 403b for nonprofit institutions. There's a 457b for governmental employees and a 401a plan. 401k, would be, is, I think, just those who are 
not under um they, they, their employers, not the government. Because okay. here it says there's a, it's a totally separate one. So it's just a, the type of plan. But I can't believe you thought I meant you had to save four hundred and one thousand dollars just to retire. Honest, well, I didn't think that's insane. I didn't think that you had to save that much to retire. I just thought that was the goal. Um, <laughs> it's a whole thing. Well, I like I I said something. Finally, I said something after twenty three years to my parents because I was watching that episode of Friends where Phoebe works at the massage parlor uh, and yes. she's like, she's like, I have a four hundred one. <laughs> and I and like for a wonk, yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, four hundred one k. And then I like said that to my parents, like what I thought it was, and they probably died. <sighs> Listen, they're they my parents. They should have. They should. They should have filled me in like sooner than now. I feel like. I mean, my parents didn't really fill me in until I was like, Dad, I'm gonna have a four hundred one k, and like, what the fuck do I do? And right. that was the moment he told me what it was and what I needed to do. Yeah, I don't even think I'm like, also, too, I need to start building credit. Like, I feel like I'm not building credit right now. Uh, college didn't teach me, like, how I'm supposed to go about building credit either. So, Ugh, I don't know. credit sucks. When it comes to all this, like, money all stuff, credit, why credit, are we not taught this better in all school? All credit means is that you're really good at paying your debts back. So, like, a good credit score just shows you're good at paying debt. And one of my mantras going into paying off all my debt whether it's my loans and, and whatever else going on is that i just want to have no debt like i just yeah. want to have none so at that point like my credit score will just reflect like hey she's good at paying her debt and she don't got no debt yeah. that's all that a credit score is literally so building credit just means you are building debt and then paying that debt back that's all a credit score is and people don't realize that and it's like if you don't like necessarily build your credit your credit starts in the 700s yeah like i remember my credit score before i went into my debt not that my credit score is awful but it's like it definitely could be better than where it is currently see debt and like when i'm thinking credit score and stuff like that like that makes me think credit card and i'm absolutely terrified to open up a credit card don't do it uh because i'm afraid of being a debt like i'm afraid that i'm not gonna pay it off I'm in the time classic adulting case of a girl who moved to a new city and opened five credit cards yeah i go to the store and they ask me to buy a credit card and i'm like no, i laugh i laugh at them you but like two, don't get me wrong, two of them I recently paid off and, and I'm in a good spot. I chopped them up. I don't want them. I'm just going to leave a zero balance and just leave them like that. Because that's the other shitty part too with credit is like you can't close your account for years. Because if you close your account and you've, only, and you've only had that card for like under five years, it does affect your credit score negatively. So you have to keep these open for five years before you can even okay, close Okay, credit it. cards are a trap. They I'm, are a trap. They are a trap. They are a hundred percent a trap, and and it's so shitty, and and I hate them, and that's why it's save that money twenty nineteen, save your credit scores. Let's do this. Save I'm ready. them from the hate. Also, if anybody wants to give me like financial advice, facts, I need it. Help, <laughs> I need it. But these are all good like themes going into a new year too. Mm -hmm. Getting healthy, getting control over your finances. Finding a way to manage your time better in your life, ways to prioritize all the different mm -hmm. things in your life. It's better to have these overarching resolutions than then it can be specific ones. The I think specific if, ones need to be attainable. I think okay, so I I like having like these different ones in different areas when it comes to health, when it comes to financial, creativity wise. Yep. Twenty nineteen. I swear to God, it needs to be the year when I finally like release. One song, at least one song. Exactly. It, ha it has to be the year. If I'm lucky, it'll be a couple. 
but it it has to be the year. As long as you set your mind to it, I know you are 100% you're going to be releasing music this year. I know it in my bones. And just like anybody else who wants to do something in the creative field, whether that is releasing a song, producing, picking up an instrument and learning how to play it, as long as you hold yourself accountable to it, you can do it. You can do anything of that. On that note, we have a brand new segment for you guys. And we're so excited for this segment in in the spirit of doing new things in a new year and also just helping other people out. You oh, know, yeah. A huge reason we started this this podcast was we felt we had similar problems and similar issues with people and we wanted to find a way to share those and connect with people in various ways. Uh, and a couple weeks ago, I was talking with somebody about we, we have this treat of the week segment that helps local businesses in, in the city or any sort of business that we feel is a great business. Why don't we do it with music? We're both super involved specifically in the EDM community and a lot of other different music communities. And we wanted to bring in the segment called Artist of the Week, where we bring in a different artist or band or group or whoever. And we talk about one of their songs, what they're doing, uh, and then we'll play it for you guys as our outro each week. So we're really, really excited. I'm I'm so excited. I'm so excited to help um, other people out, too. Yeah. People don't realize if, if you're not if you're not a musician or any type of like artist, you don't realize how hard it is to get your creativeness out there. Like for the individual, it's easy to like either write the song down or like draw out the picture or take the photo, but it's a whole nother step to get the world to see or listen to what you've created. And the only way people actually see or listen to it is from friends and from family and from seeing things on social media or maybe podcasts like ourselves Mm -hmm. and different ways where they say, hey, you should check this out because it's a really cool thing. So we're really excited to bring on our very first artist of the week. His name is Justin Martin. Um, He is is a DJ and produces a ton of great house music uh, and a lot of different remixes and things like that. I found his song. It's his remix. It's a Cascade Verso Desert remix called Start Again Late Night. I found it on my SoundCloud. It came up as the things you should listen to. I mean, this song has been played over 7,000 times, um, has a lot of likes and a lot of comments with it. And it's just a really cool, beautiful track. And I have a little snippet here to play for you guys. And you can hear the full version of the song at the end of the show. We're also going to be linking um, this specific song on his SoundCloud um, in our bio as well. So we're going to play a little snippet, kind of talk about it. I'm going to talk about why I love it, not just why I like the artists they are. But the whole song is just one of those really cool, vibey songs. He took these two incredible artists together that really have totally different styles and somehow mashed them together in this really cool funky electric house beat and just makes me want to get up out of my chair and dance and this drop here is everything i see you dancing it's good though i like it i feel like this is this is some driving music right here honestly i played this when i was home and drove on the highway and it was magical it's one of those songs that makes you feel something i feel like okay if if i close my eyes and I've only ever been to California once, but I feel like I'm driving. Well, when when I was in California, we drove along the ocean for a short period. Listen to this here. 
Oh yeah, this is like driving along the ocean music in California you're for sure. You're driving along that 405, sun, wind in your hair. This is that shit you're listening to with your friends, dancing. It just makes you feel. This makes me feel young. Little, makes you feel. Does happy. that make sense? Yeah. Like I, like, I, like I feel young. Like I feel like it's summer in high school again. That sense of youth again. There's nothing I have to do. Oh my god. Right. That was it's really good. It's such a cool song. And I love that it popped up in my SoundCloud as, like, one of those random songs. I think he's a great producer. He has a lot of really good stuff here on his SoundCloud. A lot of similar ones. There's a ton of Cascade-inspired stuff. Who I love Cascade. Um, he has something here called Sun Soak Therapy with a Redux Soak song as well. And there's a lot of different other songs that he's produced here. One here called Desert Thorns. Um, there's a song, Dance Love. I really, really enjoy Dance Love. That's a very deep, housey song. Um, you guys should definitely check him out. He's a great DJ that hopefully can get some traction, and we hope to help him out. Uh, and thanks for being our inaugural Artist of the Week, Justin. Yes, thank you. We're going to be fans for a while, and if you have a show, please let us know, and and we'll let we'll let our our listeners know. And it's good stuff. And you guys can find him on Instagram and Twitter. Um, his Instagram and Twitter will be linked in the bio of this week's episode and as well as the SoundCloud. So definitely check them out and stay tuned at the end of the show to hear the full track. Good stuff. Before we close this episode out, we have a question of the week, as always. And I wanted something different and fun and just odd. So you ready? Yeah, I'm so ready. If you had to live in a different state, where would it be and why? Oh, California. I knew for you were sure. going to say California. California. Well, that was the original plan when I wanted to move out of Ohio. I wanted to move to California. Really? I don't know. There's just always something about it that has been attractive to me, whether it's because I do music or whether it's the vibe out there. Or just I don't know what it is. It doesn't even have to be specifically L.A. It can be... Um, you know, one of those places in Southern California, I can mm-hmm. live on a beach where like it's warm most of the time. Interesting. Like get out of the four season zone. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, it's a whole different lifestyle over there. There's and a big I, vibe. I just, I want to experience it so bad. Um, so hopefully You're super excited about this. So, so hopefully one day. I, don't get me wrong. I love New York and I do not regret moving here at all, but there's, there's always this part of me. That is just so attracted to California. Yeah. That I pray that one day I make it out there. Who knows? Maybe you will one day, you know? I could see you out there. Fingers and toes crossed. Also, and don't, arms. Don't leave me. I would want you to come with me. Okay. Get out. <laughs> Duh. Duh. Um, I would have to say, I, I'm a tie. I really try to think about this. And there is like, if I was in either one of these states, I think I would be immensely happy. Um, it would either be specifically Southern California, like San Diego or Colorado. I love both of those areas for so many different reasons. They're two completely different climates. Yeah. But they're climates that's one is like very familiar to the place I grew up in, which is Florida. That like tropical, sunny, no season change type of stuff. And then there's Colorado that has the mountains and forests and snow and the seasons change. And I love that stuff, which is why I wanted to live here in New York originally. But I think Colorado would be really cool. But my industry is well here. See, you just complained, but you want to move to Southern California too. I don't get you. Just kidding. (laughs) I complain about Florida because it's where I'm from, you know? That's, no, I mean, no, you you were just complaining to me that you, you didn't want me to leave you. Yeah, I know. I you could, you could you. come with me. Oh. You want to go to the same place. Yes. Um, yes. But no, I, I could definitely get it. 
why you would want to go there. It's it's a change from anything you've ever really known. I mean, even if you move to Southern California, even though it's this, it's like a similar climate. It's still a completely different vibe. It's a whole vibe. That's you don't have to worry said, about hurricanes, but you don't have to worry about earthquakes. Earthquakes and tornadoes. <laughs> well, oh no, that's tor- not tornadoes. That's more. That's just earthquakes. They don't really get. I don't think they get tornadoes in Colorado. No, not really. I don't know. Bad snowstorms. Snowstorms. Mm-hmm. I mean, you already lived in Ohio. You already know. I would have to use the eleva- the elevation, but other than that, oh yeah, either one. I think either one would be really really good. Well, guys, that wraps us up here for episode thirty one. Happy New Year to you all. We hope you keep it together with us for all the episodes to come this year. And just keep listening and hanging with us. Keep it together 2019. Yes. And yes. if you have any topics or things you want us to talk about, please, please write into us at keepingittogetherpodcast at gmail.com. Talk to us on Instagram, Keeping It Together Podcast. And thanks for being on the journey of the first year with us. This has been really cool. We're almost to our one full year anniversary of the podcast. And we're excited to have you guys with us. Yes, thank you so much, guys. We love you. So to close us out, naturally, I have Justin Mark Martin's full song here. We're really excited to play it for you guys. And enjoy it. Love it. Give them some love on SoundCloud, Instagram, and Twitter. But once again, guys, my name's Alyssa. I'm Sabrina. And thanks for keeping it together with this. Happy New Year! Happy New Year!